0: You are listening to the Sober Doc Podcast, Achieving Maximum Health Without Alcohol. I'm your host, Dr. Aaron Thorne, licensed naturopathic doctor. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. We are at episode number 12 and then pillar number four of the five key pillars to pandemic proof your sobriety. So pillar number four discusses your sleep. And it comes after number one, pillar number one, um, addressing your environment, pillar number two, addressing your stress and your mental health, and pillar number three, getting your movement going. And I intentionally put pillar number four as number four after you had addressed your environment, your stress, and your movement, because all of those three things are going to help you sleep better. Sleep is very important, and we'll talk about why it's so important in a few minutes, but... um, I kind of am interested as to how you guys are sleeping. You know, oftentimes when I ask people this question, um, I kind of get a mixed bag and people don't necessarily start sleeping perfectly after they give up alcohol. Um, It can take a week or two or a couple of days. Everyone is a little bit different, but the ways that you could optimize sleep when you give up alcohol are going to be discussed here today because there's lots of things you can do to help improve your sleep even more. Taking away alcohol really helps with sleep because, for one, um, you're not waking up throughout the night. A lot of people wake up a lot when they drink alcohol at 2 or 3 in the morning and then sort of have restless, tossing and turning sleep for the rest of the night and wake up pretty tired and then hit the ground running with a couple of cups of coffee. So, the goal here is to give you more sustainable energy and sleep. Getting a good night's sleep is super, super important. Um, one piece of this is that when you sleep, you're restocking the shelves, right, of your body. Your bot, your liver is storing glycogen, which turns into glucose, which is your energy. Um, Your body is restoring and restocking, you know, neurotransmitters, hormones, getting your zinc all ready and your vitamin C and making sure you have enough B12 and kind of assessing how much nutrients it collected from your food throughout the day and where it needs to go, what needs repair. So sleep is super important for like patching you up and getting you ready for the races the next day. So when you go to sleep late at night, Um, you know, like after 10 o'clock, you know, I like, I like people to be in bed before 10 o'clock. You're kind of, you're not letting your body have the amount of time it needs to, you know, get the rest. So I understand some people lay there awake for a long time and it's hard to get to sleep. And part of that is because you need to unwind. You got to allow your body, you know, a debriefing, so to speak. You need to let your body kind of let go of some of those thoughts you know, get comfortable. Your body needs to know. Let the melatonin come online. You know, around three or four p.m. That's when a melatonin is supposed to start to spike. But if you've been drinking a lot of coffee, um, and let your cortisol and adrenaline go pretty high, you know, the melatonin's not going to really get that bump that you need to kind of start getting you to wind down. Um, so that is one thing that we do discuss is cutting back on coffee and caffeine, um, and that might mean cutting it out completely you know for 30 days (laughs) most of you are like I'm out of here I'm out of here don't even ask me to do that but um or it's just cutting back to maybe green tea in the afternoons instead of drinking more coffee in the afternoons and trying not to drink you know coffee coffee has a lot more caffeine in it than um than teas than most teas so you know just being aware of that um some other things to note are that people that don't get a lot of sleep are going to consume more calories the next day. Research actually shows us that people, um, because you don't get to store all that um, glycogen and that energy uh, during your sleep, you're actually more likely to drink, eat, drink, eat. I guess it could be drink and eat. Um, 600 to 700 more calories um, the next day, just because you've your body perceives like a deficit in energy, so you're going to try to make up for it. Lack of sleep by eating more calories. So yeah, you're gonna reach for the bagels or the donuts or the bread or the you know, the sugary drinks and foods to kind of give you a boost. But if you get more sleep, you're less likely to reach for those things. So for those of you also that are struggling, um are, you know, frustrated with weight, um, sleep is a huge part of that. And that will be another episode at some point. So Sleep, 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 super, super important. Um, some people, when they give up alcohol, they start to sleep right away and um, they notice the benefits within a couple weeks. Other people, it can take, you know, magical number for me is, you know, 30, 30 to 90 days to get some really deep restful sleep. Um, and if you're not noticing changes in your sleep and you're still kind of sleeping pretty poorly, even off of alcohol, it might be a good idea to get your cortisol checked because you might be pumping out the cortisol still at night, or you might just not be getting rid of the cortisol at night. And cortisol is wakefulness. Cortisol, you know, helps you be awake, helps you to drive, helps you to deal with your kids. Um, And if your cortisol isn't cut off or reduce significantly before you go to bed, yeah, you're not going to go to sleep very easily. So cortisol um, can be tested in your saliva and you can test it at four different points during the day. Usually I have patients do it in the morning, um, afternoon, mid-afternoon, and then right before they go to bed and we can see how that cortisol curve looks and what we might want to do to get that cortisol curve more in check. A lot of the stuff to get the cortisol in check is part of my, you know, optimized sleep checklist which we'll go over now. Um, so one is really important is to expose your eyes to natural sunlight throughout the day. So this can be kind of challenging for some of us that are in um, quarantine or you know just social distancing and maybe we've moved home mostly and are doing most of our work from home and right behind a computer. Um, you know set timers, set breaks. If you can expose your eyes to natural light throughout the day at different points like some morning sunlight or morning light. Um, afternoon light, even if it's just for like five or 10 minutes, um, you know, go stretch, go go for a little walk, you know, just, just go breathe some fresh air, you know, maybe at four points during the day, who knows? Um, that can really help set your circadian rhythm because sunlight um, and natural light helps to, you know, induce that melatonin in the afternoon and break down cortisol and tell your body that it's daytime. And then when you're not then when you go inside, then it's nighttime. You know, if we're just inside on a computer all day and then we just try to go to bed after that, your body's like, I am so confused right now. <laughs> I am so confused. Um, it, it doesn't it does know day from night, you know? You do, your mind does, your mind knows that it's day and night, but your body doesn't know that. Your body has light receptors, has sunlight receptors, has vitamin D. Um intakes so it just you know you need some sunlight so get out and get some natural light throughout the day um the other one I said already is avoid caffeine in the afternoons or near bedtime I usually say noon 12 noon 12 o'clock is the cutoff for coffee especially and then maybe switch to green tea after that I personally cannot drink coffee like coffee, coffee um, after about 10 a.m. because it will just mess with my sleep so much. I notice a huge difference. Um, the other thing is avoiding blue light. Blue light is emitted from our phones and our computers. And even if you have those um, blue light blocking glasses or those apps to kind of reduce the light, those can help. Those can absolutely help. Um, I think The light is one piece, but also just the mental busyness activity is the other piece of the light, right? And being on the devices. So, you know, being on Instagram, being on Facebook, reading your emails before bed, it gets your brain thinking. Like your mind is thinking about like responses or you're absorbing new information or maybe you're learning or maybe you're getting upset. Whatever it is, your brain is activated. You know, cortisol is, you know, pumping in your body and that's the time that we want to be breaking down cortisol, We want to be breaking down poor cortisol. We want to be increasing melatonin. So I say two hours before bed, power down the phone, turn off the computer and write. You know, like I did an Instagram live, um, this morning actually, uh, with someone. And last night, um, we kind of discussed the topics, but I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to, write this I don't want to do I don't want to be on my computer right now exposing my brain to light so I just journaled I just journaled and wrote down things that I wanted to remember to talk about tomorrow or today and um things that I wanted to accomplish this week and just write pen to paper guys just get pen to paper take a break from the light I can't emphasize that enough it's it's so hard but um yeah and even Netflix for those of you that um Netflix can seem like a great way to unwind and I'm not here to tell you what to do and not do. I mean, honestly, it's your life, but I'm just saying if you are having trouble sleeping and you want to optimize your sleep, which is huge for mood and um, energy and reducing caloric intake, um these are the tips that I say. So take some of the ones that work for you and then leave the rest. you know, do you um I also recommend to remove TVs, electronics, beeping lights from your bedrooms. That can be really helpful. Um, any artificial light can be really disruptive to some people if you're a very sensitive sleeper like I am. Um, my partner, he could care he couldn't care less if there was like beeping lights and electronics and like a freaking bomb going off in our bedroom. He just doesn't hear it. So if you're like that, don't worry about that. But if you're like me, um, I like to cover up all lights or remove lights, keep my phone outside of my bedroom. Um, Some of the apps that I like for winding you down, you have to do this earlier on because we're trying to avoid screens, right? But if you did this two hours before, this might help. Um, Insight timer and the call map, you can do those earlier in that day or in the afternoon. And their meditations. They include things like body scans, um, story times for adults, because I always notice that um, for you moms and dads out there, when you read stories to your kids before bed, you also get kind of sleepy and calm. And I'm like, why don't we read have stories read to us before bed? That's right, because we don't have anyone to read a stories before bed. But yeah, story time for adults is great, and that's on the Calm app. Um, and then they have some relaxing music too. And and then last on this list, I, I have what I already discussed, but um, advanced reasons can be really an an imbalance in chemistry, you know, in your body. So that's an imbalance of cortisol and melatonin ratio, um histamine, some people have elevated histamine at night. Histamine can be a very activating thing if you have a lot of allergies and food sensitivities and stuff. Um and that's and that's where I come in and I do one-to-one work with people, you know, we got to dive a little bit deeper um and look at some some more um functional lab work to see where we need to go next. But in general, you know, most people feel a lot better when they're sleeping really well and they follow, um, follow those simple steps to getting to bed early. You know, it's really it's kind of a mindset shift. You gotta like prioritize sleep. You know, it's gotta be like this is sleep is the most important thing that I've got to do for my body to repair, to have the energy that I need for the next day. And I will caveat this with I am a mom of uh, almost what? They're almost three and five now. Um, And they're up in the middle of the night sometimes. So sometimes I don't have control over my sleep, you know, but I do notice on days that I don't sleep as well and I'm woken up by my children. Um, I do want to eat all the bagels and all the donuts and all the sugar because you feel... Your, your body is craving that you know those extra calories for extra energy. So you will notice a difference in your metabolism if you really start getting to sleep early. I cannot emphasize it enough. Um, okay, well, I think that is all I have right now for pillar number four for sleep. Hopefully, you guys found that interesting. Um, if you do want to download this, um, this should be on the website shortly, and you can just read all five pillars. Um, there's some nice pictures and graphics on there as well. I hope you guys enjoyed this, um, follow along on Instagram, um, at the Sober Doc, or the Facebook group, High Vibe Sobriety, um, Facebook group. I hope you guys have a great week, and I'll talk to you soon, bye.